Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to get to on the podcast today, including a new SMU commit. But first, we jump in to the latest Pac 12 realignment rumor mill as SMU continues to sit in a good spot for Pac 12 expansion. And Washington State's president going on record saying that he expects a deal done, really, by the end of June. What's that mean for SMU? Well, the Mustangs haven't applied, or I should say, haven't let the American Athletic Conference know that they are leaving like it's been reported San Diego State has done with their conference. But... That doesn't mean SMU isn't in position to do all of those things. And like we've talked about on the podcast before, money is not going to be an issue when it comes to SMU and Pac-12 expansion and when they need to foot the bill for the time that they depart, whether that's leaving the league early overall in terms of getting into it for the 2024 season or whether that's uh, more money after uh, the July 1st kind of deadline of sorts that's been talked about with uh, San Diego State and SMU kind of needing to inform their conferences that they are leaving. And here's the thing with SMU. We have not seen any sort of leaks out of this university going through this. George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, did visit the campus, obviously for that SMU basketball game that was widely reported. Some people have said SMU leaked it. I'm of the camp that 
this is not the case. And however that got that got out ahead of time, obviously didn't change George Klyovkov's plans to visit the campus. And I feel like SMU, the way they've handled realignment overall, they've been quiet. They've not even really said, hey, we're actively trying to do this. You know what? We're trying to get out of the American. They've been very respectful of the league as this has been going on. So when you look at the leak, I don't think it came from SMU side of things. Heck, I didn't even get it from an SMU source. So when it comes to the Pac-12 and maybe these final decisions starting to get actually made with the TV rights deal with uh, expansion, SMU continuing to sit in a good spot. That They're not going to base a deci- decision off of whether they think or not that SMU was the one that leaked, uh, even if uh, they are convinced or if they learned that SMU was, in fact, the leak for George Klyovkov's visit. When it comes to what's next, now, once again, a Pac-12 leader has set a timeline of when this all could be buttoned up. Now, my sources continue to tell me that, look, we're looking at summer uh, as far as when this is going to be all ironed out. But the big question is, is will the Pac-12 have it ironed out in time for, let's just call it a clean break of sorts for both schools? We saw when San Diego State informed uh, their, their conference that they're leaving, they asked for an extension to the end of July. Now, is that a get out of jail free card in the sense that, well, if this all falls apart, we want to be able to go back to the to the league? Or is it a situation where, hey, we want our deadline moved. We're not out the door just yet, but we want this extra month because this is this critical juncture for both the university as well as the league uh, and the Pac-12 just overall. Let's ask for this extension and see if that can be agreed to. We haven't heard too many updates on that since, uh, and they have time. You know, We're sitting here recording this on June 19th, and there's still time for that decision to be made. I wasn't expecting uh, the league to get back to San Diego State right away and say, you know what, yes or no, uh, you can or can't have that extension. When it comes to SMU, I think they're playing their cards very closely here when it comes to how they're dealing with the AAC because they, one, know they have the money to do what they need to when it comes to leaving the league and and being able to, um, you know, either pay to get out early in 2024 or do whatever they need to uh, to leave overall. Um, When it comes to their actual departure, I think one thing SMU doesn't necessarily want, as far as leaks go, we go back to this, is they don't want the Pac-12 to see, all right, it's been broken. SMU did the same thing San Diego State did, which is uh, ask and, and inform the league that they are leaving. That's counting your chickens before they hatch. SMU has time in that regard to make that decision as far as do they just inform the league that they're leaving. They could do it all the way up until the deadline. There's a bunch of different options for them when it comes to that. So I'm not surprised that SMU wasn't among uh, or wasn't with San Diego State as far as news breaking that they've informed their leagues that they're leaving. I think SMU is playing this the right way. I think they continue to be confident. I backed that up with sources uh, confirming that to me. But we're sitting here once again in a waiting game. But there was a big development uh, that San Diego State uh, is informed the 
the league that they're they're planning to exit, um, which is a good sign for them. But you look at the reporting around conference realignment and expansion for the Pac-12, and now you're seeing that SMU buzz start to pick up again. That SMU is, in fact, in the plans for the TV deal. They are, in fact, in the plans for expansion. So it's kind of looking like what we've been saying all along. The SMU side of things, from what I hear, they're confident that they're going to be including, included when, when expansion comes. It's just yet another moment in this whole saga as to whether or not we're going to see this get pushed across the finish line. So did want to talk a little Pac-12 realignment uh, to kick things off. Now we get to SMU's news out of its official visit weekend. And the big news to start was that SMU did land a commitment from the weekend. Graham Utter, we talked about him on the podcast uh, before the official visit weekend. The Daphne, Alabama native did commit to the Mustangs, and uh, he is their first offensive line commit in the 2024 recruiting class. He's at a Bayside Academy. He played a little bit of defensive line, but has now been firmly uh, on the offensive side of things, and that's where Garen Justice and SMU is recruiting him at. And I like him as a developmental prospect. And so often when it comes to high school recruiting on the offensive line, you look at prospects, especially the way SMU is addressed with the transfer portal and some of the vets they still have on the roster, as guys that are going to redshirt, are going to sit back and develop and, and get that coaching from Garen, Garen Justice, get in the weight room, especially in Graham Utter's case, uh, and add mass and add uh, just strength overall for the college level. Now Graham is committed to SMU. Uh, he had offers from Troy, UAB, and others. He did camp at LSU uh, just last week before going on his official visit to SMU. I came away impressed. That's the second time that I've seen Graham uh, this year. Uh, he was also at um, the uh, Under Armour Dallas camp uh, where he was one of uh, one of the guys that really kind of stood out in that regard just from uh, his ability to move around and uh, be somebody that you look at overall as a player that uh, if you're SMU, you take as a developmental guy because he's got that athleticism on the offensive line that schools do covet, which I think is really important when you look at uh, offensive line recruiting. You know, there are guys that can come in and play right away. There are guys that will develop and sit back a little bit and not uh, be somebody you expect much from um, until they get older uh, in their college careers. And I feel like Graham is... Uh, right in that mold. And that's okay. And I think that's a testament too to what Garen Justice has done revamping this entire um, offensive line group from the transfers they brought in, uh, both in the spring and the summer, uh, to what they're doing in the high school ranks with the guys they brought in in the 2023 class. I think with Graham Utter, you got a guy who very much wants to be at SMU. He's got some SMU ties. I believe it's his grandfather that actually attended SMU. And now you can bring them in and say, you don't have to play right away. Uh, those days are uh, not uh, there for SMU when it comes to uh, freshman offensive linemen. Um, but he's got to get stronger. You see right there in the video, if you're watching on YouTube, he's got uh, the quickness side to side to stay in front of guys. Now you want to see him as he continues to develop that strength, be able to anchor a little bit better. And like I mentioned, he's still a little raw when it comes to the position because he has been playing both ways at Bayside Academy. So SMU on the board in their first, well, not their first, their second official visit weekend 
of the summer and one that really was um, a little bit bigger than the first one. Um, they were able to uh, bring in some guys, including quarterback commit Tyler Aronson, who did some recruiting. Uh, I caught up with Tyler uh, before I recorded this podcast. And he just said it was a great opportunity to continue to get around the program, get around Rhett Lashley and his staff and see what they're continuing to build. Uh, they got a look at the uh, end zone complex, which is uh, fully underway now. It was a little bit uh, more so in its infancy when uh, Tyler was here in the spring, but they took some construction picks. Uh, they were able to uh, uh, you know, recruit Graham Utter, but Tyler also was recruiting another prospect um, on the offensive line and a guy that kind of quietly set that SMU official visit, and that is uh, a member of the all-name team. Uh, without a doubt, uh, in the 2024 recruiting class. But King Large uh, is a guy that you've got to have squarely on your radar now if you're an SMU fan as far as watching him uh, as a guy who could end up in SMU's class, and it could happen sooner rather than later. Um, it wouldn't sh shock me at all if he's somebody that makes a decision uh, this week. He's got an official visit to Colorado State, I believe, uh, lined up. Uh, coming up this uh, weekend, but will he take that visit? That's what we'll be watching. Uh, he's a big offensive lineman. He projects along the interior. Uh, he's listed at 6'4", 295, but he's around 6'3". He is a mean, nasty player who camped at SMU. He picked up an offer during the spring, and then he came back this weekend for that official visit. And I feel like SMU did a really nice job recruiting him. And I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. But the job Garen Justice is doing recruiting, I think, is really starting to stand out, uh, both from the evaluation standpoint. You look at a guy like Sean Scott last cycle, who ended up picking up some power five attention, including a Cal offer late. Um, and, and King Large also has uh, some power five programs that have offered him. And he's had a mix of prospects that were maybe a little under recruited. Uh, and and look like guys that they're going to be able to rely on down the line, um, and also some players that have been on the radar for a long time. And that's who King Large is. I mean, one with a name like that, how can colleges not pay attention to him? Uh, but also, he plays for one of the best high school programs in the country at St. John Bosco. You see he sits there as a top 50 interior offensive lineman for us at on three, uh, 87 grade on the industry ranking. Uh, we're really high on him uh, for being a guy, uh, you know, coming out of a program like that. We've had a lot of opportunities to see him. And he was a top performer at the Under Armour Los Angeles Regional. Um, and SMU gets access to that type of tape, too, through uh, underclassmen report. So they made the move after the spring or during the spring, I should say, offering him when Garen Justice went out there and saw him. And he was on campus this past weekend getting a look at SMU. I put in an on three recruiting prediction machine pick for SMU to land him. And I did also drop my trend meter at ontheponyexpress.com. So if you haven't subscribed, check it out. Uh, you can also gift subscriptions now to ontheponyexpress.com uh, to those SMU fans who uh, aren't on the site yet. You can uh, twist their arm a little bit and say, hey, I got you a six month membership for 40 bucks or a year for 75. And you can see. Um, why I maybe know a little bit more about recruiting or the ins and outs of SMU football uh, than you right now. So uh, I encourage you guys to check that out. I posted the link on the site and we'll tweet it out as well. Uh, but it's uh, on on three.com, uh, I believe, uh, slash 
Uh, it's on3.com. Uh, uh, on3.com slash teams slash SMU dash Mustangs slash gift. So check that out um, and gift a subscription today. Uh, that's where you're going to see how this class is trending. Uh, who are the prospects SMU is pushing for, especially um, that's what uh, the trend meter is all about. And I'm going to drop that again after this final official visit weekend of June, which will be another big one. SMU also hosted the number one edge rusher in the country last week for an official visit. And I wanted to kind of circle back uh, to Colin Simmons and, you know, where things kind of stand um, going into that, um, going into the rest of the summer for him. He's got some more official visits left, but he is fresh off an Alabama visit. And one thing we picked up is that uh, the tie don't really seem like a big contender for him, um, which bodes well, at least for SMU's chances. And um, when you look at Colin Simmons and what he brings to the table, uh, he's got the ability to get after the passer in an elite way. Um, I think as far as the schools we're going to hear a lot about down the stretch, LSU, Texas, Texas A&M, uh, because I think distance is a key factor for him um, at, with his family and, and just what he wants to do. Um, and have them be at his games and things like that. So Colin Simmons uh, is at least on the radar for SMU fans. You know, you get him on campus for an official visit. Uh, he wanted to show his city some love, and he did just that by uh, coming through SMU for that official visit. Uh, he'll uh, also um, head to uh, uh, LSU and Texas A&M, uh, as well as Texas, um, for more visits. Um, he's a prospect that is going to be highly recruited to the end. But I can say that SMU's NIL uh, situation is in a good spot. And I don't, I'm not sitting here saying SMU's going to get Colin Simmons by any means. But let's just say it just won't be um, for lack of money and for lack of showing him the right amount of attention that way um, that uh, SMU can do and, and certainly has done for prospects and transfers in the past. When it comes to SMU's uh, official visit weekend, the Mustangs also hosted one of the top edge rushers in the country, uh, in my opinion, at least. He's on the verge of being a top 50 prospect overall at his position uh, on the on three industry ranking. But we have him as the number 45 overall edge rusher in the country at his position. And that's Jalen Jones uh, out of Beaumont Westbrook. And if you look at Jalen Jones, you see 6'5", 210. He's got a basketball background, too. Um, and I feel like, once again, SMU made a good push here with him. They're battling Purdue, um, but SMU's in need of an edge rusher in this class. He's a huge priority for the staff. And so we'll kind of see how the chips fall with Jalen Jones, but he was the other official visitor that was on campus uh, this past weekend. And SMU was able to, um, you know, put their best foot forward. And Calvin Thibodeau was able to share his plan with him. And look, we'll, we'll see. SMU. Uh, is looking to overcome Purdue, which hosted him earlier this month for an official visit. SMU is uh, going to be busy over the next week or so. I can tell you that. And one prospect I want to highlight for you guys, because he's going to take a midweek official visit from what he told me, and that's Jonathan Agamadu out of McKinney. We've talked about him before. He's got a little bit of an edge rusher to him, but he's more of an off-the-ball linebacker, I think, at the next level, and a true thumper in that sense. And SMU made his top five along with Memphis, uh, Missouri, North Texas, 
and Oklahoma State, which hosted him last weekend for an official visit. I think with his July 4th decision decision date, you're seeing an SMU-Oklahoma State battle really emerge here for Jonathan Agamadu, uh, who's really been on the rise this spring. You know, a, a relatively quiet prospect until coaches were able to get out to McKinney High and watch him move around um, this spring. And now you've got SMU leading the way on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. And I think if F- if SMU wins out with Jonathan Agamadu, I think one distance is going to be a factor. But also, they had him on campus a bunch this spring. They hosted him for practices. They hosted him unofficially. And I think that goes a long way with really setting the table well when it comes to some of these prospects that kind of pick up bigger offers um, or get some big official visits on the books as far as Power 5 programs go. Um, a lot of the guys that are coming in this weekend are highly sought after. I mean, this is this upcoming weekend. We'll do a preview podcast later this week on it. We'll really kind of make or break how SMU's recruiting class looks uh, come, let's say, end of July as these guys start reeling off decisions. Um, because this is the time where you get that final push and you can really make the most of it. Or a prospect could say, you know what, I'm going to go elsewhere. And um, SMU's official visit weekend this past weekend really stood out to me as far as uh, the early returns on it that we got. Um, And this coming weekend, they're going to host almost double digit prospects. Uh, So be sure to be on OnThePonyExpress.com for that. Um, We'll be covering it wall to wall with reactions. We had intel dropping throughout the weekend. So it's a good time to be on the site uh, for that. But I think what's next for this class is to get that star power. And we're seeing some top targets really kind of trend SMU's way, but not our, not only are they top targets, but they're also some of the best players in Texas. And one of them is Kadavian Dotson Walker, the safety out of Duncanville, the four-star prospect who SMU has been all over. And he's one of the prospects that's going to hit campus this weekend. Uh, he arrives, uh, I think, on... Uh, Thursday for that official visit. So they'll run that Thursday to Saturday. And then, you know, SMU is going to push to get them to shut it down. Uh, You see SMU has overtaken LSU and Texas and Oklahoma State as the on three recruiting prediction machine leader. So circle him. He's one of the top safeties in the country. SMU just hosted Dax Collins out of Oklahoma for an official visit. But it looks like they're starting to push their chips all in on a guy like Kadavian Dotson Walker. So Um, Again, we'll get into the big official visit weekend later this week, but um, SMU is is really trending well um, for some of these guys in the 2024 recruiting class. And this upcoming weekend could be, uh, in fact, the biggest yet this summer. That's kind of it. It's a little shorter edition of the podcast today, but did kind of want to run you guys through that. Uh, We've got a lot going on this week. We're going to try to get into SMU football workouts, basketball workouts. Uh, We're also going to start our previews uh, of some of the opponents on SMU's team. We'll hear about Louisiana Tech uh, later uh, this week as well. So be sure to check back for that jam-packed edition of the podcast on Thursday um, to hear about the Bulldogs. I actually caught up with Sonny Cumbie, uh, the new coach uh, of Louisiana Tech at LSU camp. He was down there and, um, you know, he's excited about what's going on in Ruston, at least. Uh, They're they're putting together some good stuff as far as recruiting goes in Louisiana and Texas. So kind of another school to watch um, when it comes to some of these prospects that SMU does battle for from time to time. But um, it'll be interesting to see how they pan out this fall um, after a tough 
2022 campaign uh, in their uh, in in Ruston. Um, so uh, they were, um, and I and I said he was a new head coach, but um, uh, that I don't think that's right. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think they uh, went through their uh, their first. Um, yeah, he he went through uh, his first season this past past year at Louisiana Tech. So my apologies there, and but it was a, it was a rough one uh, as they kind of start to change the culture and uh, get their own players in there. So um, we'll hear about more uh, of the Bulldogs uh, later this week on the podcast. So um, we're excited about that. The previews of SMU's opponents starting to ramp up this summer. Another thing that's ramping up our members only portion of the YouTube channel. We dropped our first podcast last week. What an awesome response we got from our members in the community. So check that out. They're in-depth, hour-plus-long editions of the podcast. Uh, each Wednesday is what I'm aiming for uh, during uh, the month. You get four of them a month. We'll try to expand from there. But we've got some big things planned for that as well as that starts to expand. We had uh, uh, about 40 people jump on board without even seeing a podcast. So $3 a month. You can check it out on our community tab. Um, and join there um, and, and check it out. So I'm um, excited about everything going on at OnThePonyExpress.com. We're going to be busy. I have a feeling SMU is going to get on a run here of commitments. And I just want to check, make sure none had rolled in before I wrap up this edition of the podcast. So hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it was short, but wanted to get you guys something to kick off your Monday. And uh, we will have plenty more to come later this week on the On The Pony Express podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 43342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.